We finally have some clarity on the salary cap. It's looking like it's going to be 180 million. My guess is it's probably going to stay probably in that range. It could go up a little bit. I doubt it would go up much more. But as a result of that, the Packers have been making moves and, and there's rumors that Rodgers could get a two year extension. Man, what do you guys think about that? What do you think of the, the current salary cap situation? I mean, we're, we just cut Kirksey and Wagner today. They're making some moves. I like that they didn't wait around and until closer to the league year and do this started weeding guys out now. I think with the rumors about J.J. Watt and some other players that were being tied to, I think it's best to get in early. And if Watt really does want to come back to Wisconsin and not take some out outrageous contract, I think you get in on that early, get that sentimental value of the Packers and J.J. Watt, get him in there, and then they can plan some more move for the draft. Yeah, I think I think part of it too is that I think I think this is the it's kind of it's kind of a you know Rogers kind of how he ended the season and talk about he wants to. Pay Packers to be more aggressive and some of those type of things. And I think this might be the, the team's way of showing that a little bit that, hey, okay, we're going to get rid of these players. So we can try to maximize our money because the big key in all this is kind of alluded to it, Dex, a little bit with the two-year extension maybe in the works for Rodgers. But how, if he makes his contract a little more cap-friendly, and does Z make his contract a little more cap-friendly? This kind of sign early on is kind of saying, hey, we're trying to make more money here to be able to sign players that could potentially help you more. I think this is kind of a way of the organization telling Rodgers we're serious. At least I hope that's the case. That's kind of how I see this, these early moves, and I hope we see more. The big question, though, is going to be Preston Smith, and that that's going to be the million dollar cut that, that we're I think we're all kind of anticipating will happen. Eight million dollar cut. I yep. was about to say. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I also think, guys, it's going to say a lot about what they how they view Aaron Rodgers. If they extend him, there's no way they're cutting him anytime soon. Nope. What does that mean? You know, if they actually do extend him, because that's not something he came out after the, the season and there were reports he wants an extension. He wants more money. And I don't freaking blame him, to be honest with you. He just put up an MVP season for them. But if they do extend him, that says a lot about how they view their quarterback position. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's really that he wants more money as much as he wants a commitment from, from Green Bay. I think that the majority of Rodgers' career has been uh, just wasted. Ted Thompson dicking around, just drafting players and not filling out the roster of free agents. Career is over in, what, four years? Five years? He doesn't have a lot left in the tank. So what he's going for is a championship and he's like, all right, I want that commitment that you guys want to get this championship. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's he's literally trying to tell these guys, hey, show me you're in it to win it. For so many years, Brad, you hit on it. He always had to just work with a lot less than most people across the league have to work with when it comes to the wide receiver position and, and even on the defensive side of the ball for so long, the defense had just fell off. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. It is more of him saying, hey, commit to me. If you really believe in me, commit to me, extend me out. Let's not have this talk all the time. Oh, we're going to be cutting bait with Rodgers in 22 because the dead cap number is lower and all that stuff. I definitely think there's something there. Zach, you're our numbers guy here, man. What are your thoughts on this? I was actually pleasantly surprised to to see the cuts today and and then you know the whole Rodgers scenario I think I think a lot of of that has to go with he knows after next season before the 2022 season the Packers could cut bait with them and so they do an extension you can bet that Rodgers is going to look to make sure there's no team options to get rid of him earlier cut uh, any sort of money for him you know overall I think if you get Rodgers to do an extension 
And you also can get Tay to do an extension right now. I saw a number on Bleacher Report uh, this week had an idea. It was like a three-year, $85 million extension, which sounds huge, especially in, in football. But it was they, they did some work with it where it front-loaded maybe a signing bonus or something like that. It ended up saving the Packers money big time on his cap hits that are coming up this year for his final year of the contract. So it makes sense to get it done and tie him up. That salary annual value would have been second behind D hop in Arizona. So he would not have been the highest paid player, but it would have been a, a nice check the day he signs the contract. They needed a couple more moves, but I, I like the direction save 10.25 million. Kirksey was going to be a $6 million hit next year. And Wagner was going to be a $4.25 million. So we're down to about $190 million uh, with uh, 10, million left to go of the potential minimum cap. Yeah, and Bach, Bach uh, restructured his deal as well to give us some wiggle room. They're definitely making some moves, man, and they're trying to get under that cap quick. We talked about this a little bit. Over this next month, it's going to be a bloodbath across the league, man. We're going to yep. be seeing some amazing, amazing talent just being cut. You know, Von Miller in Denver. I saw Deshaun Jackson in Philly today. Obviously, the guys that we cut today. We're going to start seeing a lot more of that across the league because about half the league have cap issues going into the next season What what's happened with COVID and things like that. So teams aren't going to have a choice. And the, what that's going to do, in my opinion, I think it's going to create some opportunities for teams to go out and get some really talented players on maybe a one-year deal. And guys can say, all right, I know the cap hit, the, the cap number is going to go up in 22 and beyond. Let me go ahead and sign this one-year deal, get my value back out there, and then re-up on a longer deal after that when the money's back. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for teams to plug some holes with some damn good players that you wouldn't typically think that they could get at that type of price. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that these free agents are all going to sign and that one-year deal, knowing that with the cap being as low, they're not going to be able to get as much money this year. And then as the cap starts to rise, that's when they go out and get that uh, multi-year deal with the, the money that they want. Yep. I mean, back to Rodgers for a little bit. So he's $37.5 million for 21 season. He's at 39.8 for the 22 season, and then it drops down to 28.3. If they extend him out, we're talking 40-plus million cap hits for Aaron Rodgers, guys. Yeah, that's true. That is a pretty big cap hit. At the same time, do any of us think he's going to drop off a cliff that soon? And not after how he played last year. Uh, oh. But the thing is, they have to think about that. So you have 40 plus million dollar cap hits for the quarterback. It's working for the Chiefs a little bit with Mahomes. They have him. I, th- I believe last year he was around 40 million dollar cap hit for them, but they didn't they didn't win it. They won it the year before. Thankfully, they got that got that done. They ha- they would have to go all in if that's the case. If you're going to extend him then you need to make sure that you're bringing in players that are going to help you win a Super Bowl. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck because our cap situation isn't pretty next year either. Nope. You know, if they do extend Rodgers, doesn't mean he won't get traded after uh, next year. Um, if he has another year like he did this year with his stock as high as it is and they have him locked in for now four more years, I mean, the value that they could get for trading him would be huge, especially with the, the cap being where it is for Green Bay. So let's say, guys, scenario, they extend Rodgers to create more cap room. 
room. They they extend Tay. They continue to make these moves. They're in a decent salary cap situation for this upcoming season. Do you then feel like the love pick or picks, right? Because we gave up a fourth as well, is a waste. And also, are we wasting a rookie deal for a quarterback? I don't think that we wasted it if we're using him as or grooming him to be quarterback of the future. However, on the surface, I do think that Green Bay wasted some picks. There's a number of players that uh, could have contributed last year and filled holes that they now have to fill this year. Now I'm going to name some names, and I'm sorry if we hear some grown men crying when I name these names. Patrick Queen was there when we traded up at 26. T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Ross Blacklock. These are all players that could have filled holes. Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Like we, so. Think about, you think we could use that cornerback right now? We definitely could. But the thing is, is, it hurts my feelings to see him playing in Chicago so well. You know, the only player that we would have had to trade up uh, out of those six players that I named was Patrick Queen. Outside of that, I mean, if if they drafted A.J. Dillon to be the running back of the future, they could have gotten uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, in the first round or traded down and gotten uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor looks awesome in the Colts right now. He does. He really he does. does. Powerful. That's track speed still. Versatile. Like, we talked about him a lot <laughs> during the draft process of how much we liked him. I mean, and it was, obviously, I'm a Badger fan. I just, it, it was pure talent at that point. I'm like, he is literally, in my opinion, I thought he was the best back in the draft. And he was. He lit it up last year, and you saw his star power shine at the highest level. Yeah, and me saying Jonathan Taylor is definitely not a homer pick. That is someone who's got some mad talent. And he showed it. I was watching highlights right before we did the podcast, and I was like, damn. This guy's going to be a, a star for years to come. And we we traded up to get Love. Like I was saying, I think that GB was looking for the quarterback of the future and felt that Love was the answer. Whether they develop him and he starts or they trade down the road, I don't know, but I believe they felt that he was the answer. And Dexter, we've talked about this multiple times, that you, and you say that if there's a player that you want, draft him. Yeah, you got to draft him. The thing yeah. is, is if they extend Rodgers, here you are, maybe with the year left for this kid's rookie deal and he hasn't played, and then you ha- you're, at, you're at a point, do you extend a kid that hasn't played any meaningful football, and now the rookie deal's done. Now you're in this limbo of like, wow, do we really extend this kid? We don't really know what he is. So they're in a precarious situation, guys, with this. And I'm just, they're going to tell us a lot what they do with Aaron Rodgers' contract. I'll tell you that. It's going to tell us a lot about what they really think about Jordan Love, I think, too. Yeah, I agree with that. I think just that's going to end up being a referendum on at least a short-term future for Jordan Love. I, I disagree with Brett a little bit. I actually think Love is a waste of pick until he proves he isn't. And what I mean by prove, I don't mean him beating out Rodgers. I don't think that's realistic. I mean that he shows something in practice. He shows something in a preseason game. Coaching staff talking about him is like, oh, he's doing great and alerting the system and stuff like that. Because last year, we didn't hear any of that. In fact, they were trying to keep it quiet. That is a concern. And that's where I think it goes into the, there's a difference between a waste of pick and a bad pick. A waste of pick is a, a pick that never got utilized, but he isn't necessarily a bad player, right? He's not a bust. Like Dwayne Haskins, for instance. He's a bad pick. He he, he 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 got his chance and he was terrible. And then he got all kinds of off the field stuff and it just kind of snowballed for him and he got cut. That was a bad pick for Washington. Love isn't necessarily a bad pick, but he is a wasted one until he does some kind of contribution. And it's the fact that we had to use that fourth rounder to trade up to get him when that fourth round pick could have been used on a variety of different needs that we could have had. So if that's your guy, great. Did you have to use a fourth rounder to get him? And that's where I think that's, that's kind of where I yeah. 
still think he's a wasted pick is that we had to give up something could have definitely helped contribute. Forget that the first round pick. Let's talk about the pick in the fourth round that could very well potentially help us. Yeah, we're grabbing guys like David Bakhtiari in the fourth round. You, you know, like we're finding stars in this round. So like the fourth round has, has been a, a really good round for us. I mean, even our mock drafts now, fourth round, we have two of them and I get excited because I'm always grabbing like a really good running back and then like another corner or something too after after an elite corner. But like that fourth round is loaded with talent. I'm with you, Robert. Like I just feel like I feel like it is a waste. I feel like that he couldn't even beat out the Tim Boyle light show. You're on the sidelines the entire year. You're not even suiting up. You're not even the second quarterback. You were the third string quarterback. That's why I'm worried. That's that, actually the that, reason. that is kind of crazy to me that you take a guy in the first round and you trade up and he can't even be your backup. Please help me see the light on this one, Zach. I actually heard something and I'm, I'm kind of forgetting where I heard it from. Someone said that Jordan Love was having a hard time learning the offense, like just the nuances of the offense, the plays and all that stuff. So I think maybe the Packers just chalked it up to, all right, we'll give the kid a benefit of the doubt. He didn't have a real OTAs or training camp for the most part, but it is just odd. I mean, I think Robert said it best. I think, you know, unless he proves us otherwise, it's a waste of a pick because right now, He's not doing us really any good holding the clipboard. He's not even suiting up. So it's it's like one of those things where you're like, maybe in the future we'll change our minds. But right now for us, you know, with a Hall of Fame quarterback, we just won the MVP to draft a quarterback instead of freaking get him some some weapons is just frustrating. Packers are making strides, I feel like, to do some things here. So fingers crossed, we, we at least go one year right now all in to quit losing an NFC championship games. It's funny because I, I hear that we talk about all in a lot. They went all in when they went and got the Smiths and Amos and all that guys. Nope. That was all in. So uh, like if they've been trying, it's just, they, they just not getting over the hump. Now they need to go all in and maybe some premier positions in the first round that we're typically not used to them doing, whether it's wide receiver, running back, inside linebacker. But I'm also thinking about the offensive tackle position. I don't know, man. They definitely need to go all in, but they have shown that they're willing to do that. At least Goody has so far. I mean, guys, he's traded up every single draft that he's been GM. He's very aggressive. We might not like the aggressiveness that he had with Jordan Love and what he did there, but look what he did in all the previous drafts since he's been GM. He's making hurry. Yeah, to go get Jair and... He's been trading up every single year. He's been GM to go get a guy that he wants. I'd be interested to see because I, I just don't. It doesn't bode well for a rookie quarterback to sit the bench for five years, you know, and then all of a sudden or four, four years. And then here you are having to he's going into his last year, that fifth year, which is usually a bigger year on the contract. And then you have to decide whether to give this kid a real deal NFL quarterback contract at that point. So I'm a little nervous about it. I don't know. So you guys think Tay is worthy of being the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL because that's what it's looking like it's going to happen. I think so. When he's healthy, he can't be stopped. I loved what he did to uh, Ramsey. That was fun to watch. Watch Ramsey jump up and down like a little baby because Adams just scored a touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, drive the fuck out. To be <laughs> fair, on that play, that was his teammate's fault. I don't give a shit whose fault it was. But it, it was, was fun, fun to, watch. to watch. It was fun to watch regardless. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking Jordan Sears right there. He ate him up, though. When they did go at it on one-on-ones, he, he definitely was winning. So yeah. that was fun to see. 
Yes. But it's like um, him for for me, it's him or D Hopkins, right? Those are the two guys. They're the best wide receivers in football. And right now, D Hopkins is the highest paid wide receivers. It wouldn't disappoint me. I'd be happy for Tay. He's still really young and he is he I don't even think he's reached how good he could be. Kind of crazy to think like that, but he keeps getting better every single year. I can't can you guys imagine if he played those three games he actually missed this last year or the two and a half games because he got hurt in one of those? He had a record setting NFL season and he missed a few games. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. He Mm. needs to get paid and and they can do it in a way as we talked a little bit earlier about making it cap friendly too. give them give them some signing bonus money, stuff like that. These teams can get really creative with this deal. They know when next year and the year after the cap's going to continue to grow so they can backload stuff too if they get guarantees up front. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think it it makes more sense now just to get them extended and not have to worry about franchise tags and all that. But yes, just get it done. Take care of your guy. You don't want your your star wide receiver unhappy. I'm sorry. I Lock it up now. I agree with you, Zach. Like, let's not even have these questions. Let's just get it done. They Before they even hit camp. I mean, honestly, I expect that to get done this offseason. I really do. Yeah, and I think, I think it's the right thing for them to do because it's really hard to find complete wide receivers who do all elements of the game pretty darn well. You know, really, there's I think there's four wide receivers that you talk about when you say there's the best wide receiver. You got Hopkins in there. You got Tay in there. You got when he's healthy, Michael Thomas is in there. And then you got DK Metcalf, who's kind of He's not quite there yet, but he might have more upside than any of those guys. So you, you, you got, you got, I think you got those, all four of those guys could do everything. They run pretty good routes. They all block, you know, and that's, that's kind of an underrated thing, but in our offense, that's really important. You got to have your wide receivers willing to block a little bit. They, they could use their feet well. And that's what, that's what Brett was alluding to. He made, he made Jalen Ramsey look like a feet were in quicksand, even though Ramsey's bigger and stronger, it didn't matter. I mean, he made him look silly. Yeah. And he called it out, too. Like, that's what's so awesome about Tay is he's starting to get super confident, too. Yeah. I love that about him is he's like, I'm going to win. Like, I don't care who I play. I expect to win every single rep. And like, I just love watching that confidence build in him, but he's still humble. That's a rare trait to find in a wide receiver. He's humble, but he's confident because he knows how damn good he is. It's really cool to see his ascension to, to being the best wide receiver in football. So, guys, what's the deal? Is J.J. Watt going to be a Green Bay Packer? I want to hope he is, but I also hope that Jim Leonard would be his defensive coordinator, too. So, uh, I don't know. I think, (laughs) I I mean, I was half right. He just turned on the job that Bucky asshole. Badger fans make me upset. I don't know. I think uh, if he really wants to get a ring, the storyline's great. I mean, he grew up a Packer fan, trains in Wisconsin. I mean, I I, I want to hope he, he's coming, but I just keep hearing things that I, I make me doubt that he's going to take any sort of real pay cut. Not getting my hopes up on this one, fellas. You know, Zach, you kind of touched on the one point that I want to talk about is, I think it's 50-50 chance Watt comes to Green Bay. He mentioned yesterday that he has three criteria for signing with the team. Quarterback, compete for a championship, and money in that order. And Green Bay checks off two of those boxes. Money is not going to be something Green Bay can give him. Anything more than five, six million, I don't see that we can fit Watt in. Not with all the other holes that we have. I mean, hell, we're still 20 million over the cap and have to create even more holes by cutting people. Aren't we only about 10 now? It's, yeah, we are only about 10. 
Yeah. There's that 10 with the um Yeah, with the Kirksey, and Kirksey. Kirksey and Wagner gets us down to a little over 10 million, I believe now. So they're they're creeping. Yeah, but still, okay, we're we're 10 million right now. I mean, I just there's so many holes. I mean, a third of the roster is free agents. Tanyan is too. Yeah. The thing about Tunyon, though, he is a restricted free agent. Oh, he's restricted. Yeah. The likelihood he stays in Green Bay is pretty high. But yeah, I just, if two of the three criteria work for uh, Watt, getting a, a championship with his childhood uh, football team, being able to play uh, a season at Lambeau. I, I would be all for it. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to lean to the to the side that I don't think he's gonna be a Packer gentleman. Just because, you know, he has options. He you know, the Browns, it says there there's an interest from JJ's team and JJ himself to play with the Browns so he could team up with Miles Garrett. Obviously the Pittsburgh situation with his two brothers out there, but he's gonna have numerous suitors that have a lot more money. Like you said, Brett, they won't have the quarterback, they won't be in that position to win. I do think they could pay JJ, but if they pay him, it's going to put us in jeopardy of re-signing or extending a guy like Jair Alexander next year. So do you go in, go all in on somebody like JJ Watt, if that means you can't re-sign Jair? I don't think, I don't think we have a problem uh, signing Jair because he's, Jair still has two years left. He's got the uh, the fourth year, the last year on his deal, plus the fifth year uh, player option, club option. Packers are going to ex- extend that fifth year. If we assign JJ Watt to a two-year deal, the cap is going to go up two more years. And we have the franchise take uh, that we'll probably throw on Jair. So I don't think being able to sign Jair is a problem. You look at it as like as good as the story would be, it would be awesome. The draft has some guys that I really like at the D-line position. You had a guy like K1 Short that was just cut from the Panthers. That would be a nice addition. He's used to the same type of defense playing next to Kenny Clark. The Packers, they showed that they were trying to go and get the – What's the what's the D uh what's the nose tackle from the Giants last year? They were trying to trade for him. Williams. Yeah, it was Williams, I think, wasn't Not it? Not Williams, the uh no. no the other um Dang is it, it. Tom, Tomlinson or late what is his name? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. With the Jets? No, with no, uh, with the Giants. With the Giants, they Giants. they tried to trade for him. I'll find it quick. Dalvin Tomlinson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And he was there, you know, he, he he was the other starter next to Leonard Williams, but the Packers tried to trade for him last year. So they showed that they were willing to pay for that position because he, he wouldn't be a cheap guy to bring in. I, I'm, 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 I'm be curious what they do there with JJ. And I wonder how long it's going to, going to drag out. Are they going to wait until the official league year or, or any of that? Or are they going to try to get it done quicker? I'd be interested to see. JJ's when you, when, when you hear about the, the crowd, criteria that Brett laid out. And that's what I read too. I read the same thing. And there's really only, I can only really think of three teams that I think he'll really be serious about. Luckily we're one of those three teams, but I think it's the team you predicted Dexter to bills. I think that's a team that, that he could go yeah, to. The and bills then, make a ton of sense. They do. And then there's a team that we, none of us want to see go to, but it makes too much sense that if Shaq Barrett gets kicked off the team, you throw JJ rod right back into Tampa Bay at a cheaper price. So he could play with Tom Brady. Yeah. Cause um, Sha- Shaq Barrett's probably going to get, paid. Yeah, he's you know, definitely going to get paid. As of right now, Tampa Bay is only one of three NSC teams that have uh, that are under the cap. Yeah, yeah they're under the cap <laughs> and they have a need. Is Because I don't think Sue's under contract either, is he? I think he only re-up for one year. Yeah, yeah he's so, a free agent. 
they have they have Sue that's a free agent as well as Shaq Barrett. So they definitely have a need at D line. And that's a team that it's almost beats all of JJ's criteria. Obviously they can't pay him a ton either. They he wants to win a ring. Yeah. They're definitely gonna be in the mix again. Yep. You know, if um he signs with the Bears, it's only about the money. <laughs> Well, that and the fact that his wife plays professional soccer in the city. So yeah, Green, Green Bay is only three hours away from uh, Chicago, so it's not that far. It's not, but you know what they say: happy wife, happy life. No, I, I would say this: if I was married to her, I don't care how hot she was. That's grounds for divorce. No, I ain't playing for them fucking bears. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I honestly like. I would be shocked if JJ, growing up in Wisconsin, would do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a different level when you become a, a professional football player. But seeing him play for the Bears and he grew up as a Packer fan and went to the UW Madison, like, I just, man, I, I just don't see it. He would become like you know, a pariah in the state. And I just think he likes to be liked too much, man. You know, right. he, but the thing is, is Watt does love doing charitable work. Going to Chicago would be kind of charitable <laughs> to that team. <laughs> Go find me page for the Bears. Oh, yeah. Maybe they can buy themselves a quarterback, not oh. named Foles or Tabitsky. So, yeah, we need we need Culver's and Quick Trip to up their game, man. And, and, oh, and man. really put the put the pressure on, on JJ. Like, sign with the Packers and we'll give you a huge endorsement deal. Something, you know. Oh. Quick trip, quick trip, got some bomb, you know, the culvert, the butter burger. JJ, JJ always talking about food on Twitter. So let's let's get it done. Let's get it done, Mr. Culver. <laughs> they should put a culver's up right across the street from Lambo. Right this bill in a week. So that if she does go, there you go. Visit. They should give him it, give him his own flavor and everything, bro. They need to turn up the heat a little bit. Mm. And be popular in state, that's for sure. Look, make him, look, make him their permanent excited. spokesman. Make them their spokesman. Brett got excited. He up. said, mm, mm, Brett, Brett wants some Culver's now. I want some Culver's. I want some, I want some uh, uh, deep fried cheese curds. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Free plug. I had Culver's for lunch today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, did you hear that, JJ? <laughs> yeah, I was wasn't crazy, bullshitting dude. when I said that I was eating Culver's at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, I was having myself I, I a bacon something. butter burger. I knew something was going on. I'm like, Brett, are you eating on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it just he got just delivered. heavy when he eats. <laughs> oh, that's not the only time I breathe heavy. I breathe heavy just getting out of a chair. I breathe heavy just sitting here. <laughs> Dexter's losing his shit right now. I fucking love it. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, JJ, man. hey, man, you know, we know we'd be excited for you, man. So come win that ship. I mean, number 99 running around at Lambo would be epic. I ain't going to lie. Um, I'm, JJ, I'm getting man. tickets. I'm getting tickets to see him play if he comes. Man, I'm, I'm trying to get us press passes, you dig? That's, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm part of this podcast is so I can get uh, <laughs> press passes from Dexter. Y'all know, I mean... Yeah. You know, I, I, I really don't like him. I think Dexter's an asshole, but I'm like, all right, give me some press passes. I'll call you my friend. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I know, on I, the other hand, uh, hey, good news. Shit. I saw they're going to be allowing fans back at Camp Randall in the fall, so I'm excited about that. Hey. I'll be, be Hopefully, I'll be able to get back on the sidelines for those games. Hey, you take you, photos there, Dex? Oh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, last year was kind of crazy because, like, you had to, everybody had to pull resources, so everybody had to share the same photos and all those type of things. And I mean, I just I operate a little differently because I'm creating social content as well as taking photos and stuff like that. So not only was I it hurt 
from a, from my job perspective, not being able to go and create, you know, yeah. just that FOMO. I mean, being there, there's nothing like it. You know, there's nothing like watching those games on the sidelines like that, dude. Like, it is like a dream come true, man. It really you know, is. We talked about uh, Zach coming down to Madison to watch the Badgers in Michigan. What is that shitty ass team in Michigan? Harbaugh's boys. Oh, the Harbaugh boys. Yeah, the Wolverines. <laughs> that's right. Um, and now that they said that they're allowing fans, they don't know how many fans are. Not yet. No, they don't know planning, how many yet. They're planning for a full stadium. That's what, seven months away? Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? But, I mean, they literally just had to release a, a warning today to the students because of COVID is spiking again on campus. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. I'm cautiously optimistic of being able to get back on the sidelines and stuff like that. We may be two years away from that. Who knows? Probably about that. I know. I know. I try. Trust me, that that it hurt my face just to say that. I will dress up as Bucky. I mean, I will be a fat one. I won't be doing. I won't be fucking doing no push-ups. You know, for you better hope. It, you better hope it's a defensive battle. Hey, hey guys, you want? It'll be like wanna, seventy to thirty, and I'll be like, "What?" Hey guys, I have a pretty good Badger story. Oh god. Okay. What what decade is this from, first Robert? Oh, it's, it's it's the Ohio State UW game in nineteen ninety two. I think it was 92 or 93 where the Badgers upset the Eddie George team in, uh, at Camp Randall. And I went, went to my, a couple of my friends uh, that I was with, Andy and Ted. They, they, had a, they, they went to UW. I went to the University of Minnesota at that time, and I came down to go to the game with them. And I came to their apartment. They uh, face-painted me a W on my face, okay? And so I went to the game. They wanted to cheer for it. And so after the game, good to go to downtown bars and hang out, took off there, and I had a a W sunburned on my face because the, the the white paint on the W after I took it off, there was a sunburn around it. So I just put a W in the front of my face. So I was walking around with this giant W. <laughs> that's what you get for being going to uh, university of Minnesota. Dumbass. It is. And that's what I, and I the, the, they planned that too. They totally planned it. it was a good, it was a good practical <laughs> joke too. So it was awesome. That is pretty funny. Now you just need to do that for what? It's the big old like sunburn yep. W for what? That's right. JJ. Oh, that's so crazy. I do think JJ would like to play in the attacking style defense that Joe Barry would bring, Definitely. that Joe Barry's supposed to bring to the Packers. Zach, you mentioned it, man. We didn't get we didn't get Jim Leonard, and I'm so happy for my Badgers, right? Like I told you, I was torn on that because I'm like, we lose Jim Leonard, that's going to be a devastating blow to the Badger football program. Um, but guys, Joe Barry is the guy now. What are your thoughts on the new defensive coordinator and you know, positive, negatives? How are you feeling about it now that it's kind of settled in and, and you know he's the guy? Yeah, it's just kind of, yeah. It's not really, <laughs> you know, there was other guys we could have gotten, obviously. Zach, Zach Things Andrea says to Zach. Oh, Zach, guys Zach hit him with that. Yeah, still uninspired, very uninspired hire, right? Well, you know, the more I hear about former players coming out and talking about them, I, I like to hear that stuff. But I also I just feel like we got like the fourth best pick out of the ones that we were serious with. And uh, I really like Jerry Gray. If they were going to go that route, they should have stayed in, in with Jerry. I think he deserved it. You know, it's I'll let his work on the field speak for itself. I know the Packers got some personnel issues to deal with, too, but the key guys will be back. So we'll see what he can do with those weapons. Hopefully more Hedden did because, uh, yeah. Hey, they haven't. Not here. Haven't announced all of his uh, um, defensive coaches yet. Jerry Gray's still there, though. So yeah, Jerry's still there. We don't want to lose Jerry and that, no. what he did with our secondary. So, so he's still there. So that's not an all all uh, loss right there. Yeah. 
having them both will be ideal. So we'll, we'll see what he's able to do and how he's going to build out his staff. Zach, you mentioned it, like the former players coming out and talk about him. You know, Reader was a guy for the Rams that really spoke highly of him. A quote from him, he said, one thing that's been really cool with him is having him as my first NFL coach coming from a pretty good college program. I just felt like I grew a lot learning the game of football with him. He's an unbelievable teacher, not just our position group, but the defense of as a whole. He had a great understanding of offenses, just felt like we were always prepared with him as our coach week in and week out. That's, that's a good sign. And then Will Blackman is another guy that I really have liked following since he's you know kind of entered more in like the you know analyst type role and he really spoke highly of Joe Barry as well he was with them out in Washington you know anytime you see players that are vocal and and have a reputation of being honest and and they think really highly of him Preston Smith played with them as well so that could that could factor into whether or not they're going to get rid of Preston to be honest with you yeah it could because they might want to keep him now that they have Joe. So I don't know. You guys know how I felt about it. I was I was on the e, you know the the Ezero train. I wanted to see that you know the young up and coming coach. I'm kind of sick of the nepotism thing in the NFL. You know I just like holy shit. Like who does Eric Bieniemy's dad need to be for him to get a job? It's always who you know, and I I get that, but it's like sometimes you're passing on. You know, Evero, you're passing on these other coaches that deserve their shot. You know, I'm watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers staff and it's literally all African-American coaches. All of his coaches uh, in a, the assistant roles were African-American. He'd also have on their staff female coaches, the first NFL team with female coaches. So Bruce Arians is literally a trendsetter and he's really showing the NFL that you don't have to keep doing it the same way you've always done it. That What's that old Henry Ford quote? What is it? If you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. Serious question here. How how important was Todd Bowles to Tampa Bay season? I'd say pretty oh my damn God. important. He Todd Bowles literally <laughs> just like made the league look dumb, didn't he? he did. Like he was just like he was so good. Even our coach, he he had no answers for Todd Bowles. No. Nope. He and it was both games, Robert. You talked about it. It literally looked like the same game. It did. The way, like, he just didn't, he had no answers, no adjustments. And it was like the first game, they were bringing these pressures and doing all this stuff. And then the next, the last game, they just got after us. Todd had a completely different way that he attacked us, but we had no answers either game. So We didn't adjust either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's kind of, I kind of feel like this, it's just kind of alluding to the higher, I kind of have a little different take on this whole higher thing, but I'm I'm kind of with you, Dax, on this kind of nepotism that you're talking about. And here's the analogy that I'll use here. With Fred, I'm going to use the, you guys seen all the Rocky movies, right? You guys yes. seen Rocky? Well, okay, so Rocky one, four. that's like, that's right, one through four. That's right. So Rocky one, that's like Fred Sherman, right? Yeah, that's a good movie. He had a great defense. He, it was exciting to watch and, and go from there. And, and then, you know, Rocky two. Oh, that was a pretty good movie. And Don Capers, he had a pretty good start. You know, he helped us win a Super Bowl and, and in that first year of Clay Matthews. Then it kind of deteriorated a little bit. And we got to Rocky three. That was an okay movie. Uh, Clubber Lane was pretty good in that movie. And, uh, you know, Mike Petney um, uh, had got Z in there and, he, you know, he got in there. It was okay. And, and now it looks like we might be on Rocky four, which really scares me <laughs> um, <laughs> with Joe Perry here as our coach. Cause we all know that was a terrible movie. 
And that's kind of what I think we're, we're seeing. Here. Oh, please. They inform you all over and oh, over again. It better not be Rocky Four. It better I know. not, man. It could be worse. It could be Rocky Five. That's I want to see. I, I, need, I need to see us. I need to see us sprinting on the beach, bro. I can't have Rocky Four, man. I can't do it. I need to see. I need to see Rocky and Apollo sprinting on the sand on the beach or something, bro. Because <laughs> you'd have got me down scared. Clover Lane now. was great in that movie, though. Mr. T was <laughs> awesome in that movie, but. Um, but that, 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 that's my take on the whole thing, is that this is a total retread. I'm not sure if hopefully Barry turns out, got to give him a chance. Dexter said the players, our former players, are really talking about that he's a good teacher and, and he's a good coach and stuff like that. But to me, we're just looking at this on the surface and just seeing who we've hired over the year, right, guys? Like I just talked about, we, we, we haven't hired anybody who's an up-and-comer. I mean, none of these guys that we hire at DCs have ever been up-and-comers. Um, uh, I, I would say the one guy might be Mo Drayton, but he's been around for a while. So yeah. who knows? Hopefully hopefully he can turn around our special teams. No, I, I agree, man. It is a retread. Zach, did you know your boy Barry played for Michigan? I didn't even realize. That I automatically love him. Yeah, he was a he, he played linebacker at Michigan back in in the ni- in the early nineties. He began his career playing at Michigan, and he transferred to USC in ninety one. But he was, was he a bow guy. Player. He was an inside linebacker for Michigan, and then he transferred to USC in ninety one. He knew was Schembecker the coach. I'm not. I'm not sure. Zach would have to know that. I don't know shit yeah. about Michigan. Yes, yeah, Schembecker, I think retired and. It would, yeah, I think that was still Shem Beckler. Lloyd Carr came after him. He was, he was one of your boys, Blue. Nah, he's, he's, he's a Trojan. He's a Trojan, so I don't know about him. He transferred, but no, nah, he started his career at Michigan. Go he was it. even a retread in college football. He couldn't stay on one damn team. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's fair to say the Packerbacker podcast is not feeling Joe Perry. Hey, hey, Brett, Brett, when you guys have family get-togethers, got to make sure you remind everybody of that when uh, – you have your family get-togethers over Christmas and Thanksgiving. If he complains about Joe Barry, you can just say he went to Michigan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah no. if he sucks, you know that's going to be the reason now, right, <laughs> so, Zach? Oh, we, we don't have family uh, get-togethers for Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. Um, well, actually, we do, but Zach's not allowed. He's uh, he's like the bastard child. You know, he has to sit <laughs> at the, kid, the kiddie table in another house in another state. Out of control, Brett. Out of oh, control. Man. And it would have oh. been Lloyd Carr who was his coach. Shem Beckler was in 89. For some reason, I thought he was there. Going back to what Robert was saying, though, I didn't want to retread, and that's why I'm not really feeling Joe Barry. Yep. Um, I want I wanted someone who's young and hungry. I've been talking about, and I don't even know how many podcasts now. I wanted someone young and hungry. That's why I wanted Leonard so much. Not necessarily because of Wisconsin, but because he is young. He is hungry. He's innovative. He's doing shit that we haven't really seen in, uh, in the, for the Packers for a while. Dexter, you touched on it with Blackman. Is Blackman says he's a great coach. The knock on him is he hasn't had talent. He was in Detroit when they had nothing. He was in Washington when he had nothing. You know, Green Bay has a lot of talent. They're missing one or two pieces on defense for them to be a really good defense. So maybe now that he has the players, to, he can be successful. Yeah, you're right, Brad. I agree with you on that. That that makes a lot of sense. You're right. He didn't have anybody in Detroit. And uh, to be fair, like after he left those places, they didn't get better on defense. Oh. So it wasn't like it was his fault. <laughs> you know, <it> like, <laughs> hey, he, he really, I mean, and I will say this, guys, that was over a decade ago, too. You have to look at we should get better. Yes, he's definitely a retread. None of us wanted a retread at all. He is uh, inheriting a top 10 defense. 
He is. And that's what I'm trying to say. There's no excuse for this one. He's getting in there and he's probably going to get a few more pieces in this upcoming draft, too. He's going to have a chance. I mean, worst case scenario, him and LaFleur actually communicate well together. Hopefully that leads to something. I do love the idea of having an attacking defense. That's what he's bringing. Brought, he's, they're bringing him in here to run an attacking defense. Does that mean we're not playing 10 yards off on third and one? I hope not. But <laughs> I mean, they, if you look at the Rams, they do that kind of stuff, too. They'll play off. They come up and tackle. <laughs> That's the big difference with them is that they, they tackle really well. You know, if it is third and 11, they might play off. But these guys are are, are coached up and they're coming up and they're making a tackle after five, six yards. We just got to we got to get better, too. And that in that regard, it's just coming up and making tackles. But I do want to see us being able to get pressure with that front and and really just letting those DBs make plays, man. I we have playmakers back there and we need to unleash them. So you know, guys, we, we talked about, I just mentioned that we'll probably be giving Joe Barry some more tools in this upcoming draft. We got some needs on the defensive side of the football. Who are some prospects in round one? You know, let's just focus on round one right now that you really like. Do you think they address biggest needs like cornerback? Obviously we need a cornerback. We're not going to resign Kevin King defensive line. It's been way too long for Kenny Clark playing next to Dean Lowry ass. You know what I mean? Where do you guys, you know, where are some of your favorite round one prospects for the Packers? Do they address those biggest needs or do they just draft the best player available at 29? Uh, my favorite player is Tooney, but that's me picking a player with my heart, not with, with need. There's wide receivers that we could uh, have in the second round that like Rondale Moore, Amon Ra, Elijah Moore, we could get in the second round. So I honestly, I think that they go for need. And Bolton and Barrymore are the two players that I think that first round we get we get that stud uh defensive lineman or stud middle linebacker especially with currency being to get let go today uh bolton a huge need i guess for me it just depends on who is that best player available like to me and i've mocked this a few times i i love clemson running back travis etienne uh it'll be interesting to see if he's there I don't think the Packers would take him. God, would that be lethal with a guy like him who reminds me a lot of Delvin Cook with A.J. Dillon. I mean, those two together would be unreal. But that all, again, depends on what they do in free agency. If they're able to do anything in free agency, then they can reach or take out of position guys that they don't really need to have a need for. If they do go something that uh, is going to make some sense, I really like the the huge defensive tackle out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. I'm just afraid he's probably not going to be there. But yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with them taking the best player available depending on what position it's at. For me, there's a, a talented guy that falls down to him, a position in need or a, a luxury, then you, you got to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think for me, it, 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 it's, it, I think we do have to take the need, and, and but we need to take the best player of any of our needs. I think that's the kind of the way I would approach it. As I see it, we have three or four really big needs, quarterback, defensive line, linebacker, and offensive tackle. And so if we keep the pick at 29, I like the guy that Brett mentioned, uh, Nick Bolton. I think he's a guy that I really like. Jalen Mayfield or uh, Liam Etchenberg at offensive tackle would be a tremendous pick. Either of those two guys could step in and start and start if they have to day one. Levi, uh, the defensive tackle, I think he would be, a, if we can't get Barmore, he would not be somebody bad at all for us to get. That's just kind of maybe even Tyson Campbell. More what I was trying to, if we do take a corner, right, I think I kind of like us to see us trade down, actually, because I think the corner value gets a lot better. I don't really see a corner that's likely to be there for us at 29. Maybe we'll get lucky, but 
It's just, it just seems like we're almost, I, I always hate it when we reach for a player based on need because then we end up getting, we just don't get really our value for that pick. You know, Robert, uh, you're talking about a, a cornerback that you really like. It's Craig Newsom. Craig Newsom too. I would, I, I would love him at 35. Greg Newsom. Yeah, yeah, Craig. Oh man, I got it. <laughs> got oh man, I was seven to nine. Oh my God. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Cause I'm like, you guys been roasting my ass. All oh fucking God. week saying, I, I, I swear Brett's going to call him Craig Newsome. Just watch. So, of course, <laughs> I got you, Robert. Eat you a dick. You got me back. <laughs> Hey, there, there are there are two corners that I would I would jump on in the in the first round. That's JC Horn and Asante Samuel Jr. Those are yep. two I would I would I would jump on those two guys immediately if they're there. Another guy that I'm that I'm looking at at the offensive tackle will be Tevin Jenkins. Will be a guy that I really like there in the first round. There are a couple tackles that I like, but it like you said, it it kind of depends where they are. Obviously, you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm team Tony all day, baby. You know what I mean? So Kadarius is there. I hope we can get him because he's a two for one, Robert. You've talked about yep, that. He, he immediately makes our return game legit too. And then he's also a type of receiver that we just don't have. Uh, also so runs sweeps. He does, he, he does. does it all. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. But Christian Barmore, I, I I get all, I told you, I get tingly inside when I watch his film and think about him playing next to Kenny Clark. Davion Nixon from Iowa is, is the other guy that I, I really, really like too. And the Packers, they recently met with a guy. He won't be a first rounder though. Um, they they recently met with Aleem McNeil out of NC State. And his film, guys, I was watching him. He really looks like Kenny Clark. It's kind of crazy. When you watch him, it literally, you're like, damn, is that Kenny Clark? Very similar game. Very, very similar game. I'm hoping that they they get the cornerback if one of those top cornerbacks is there. Otherwise, Barmore. I do like Levi out of University of Washington as well, Robert. He's a really yep. good player. He may be able to be had in the second round. Same with Davion Nixon. Who knows, though, because Nixon is kind of shooting up some boards right now. I see them going inside linebacker. You got Bolton, but then also you have a you have a couple other guys too. You got you got Jabril Cox. He was just mocked to us. Matt Miller just mocked him to us in his recent mock. He had Bolton in his first mock, and now it's Jabril Cox. We'll see, man. I'm with you, Robert. I think you just got to take the best player available at one of our needs because we have plenty. Dexter, you know how much I love the idea of Green Bay drafting a uh, offensive lineman in the first round. I know you hate it. You but hate it. <laughs> honestly, this may be the year that you do it, especially like I already touched on it. You can get that wide receiver in the second round. That could be a, a day one starter. That's explosive. We saw what happened in both games against Tampa Bay. Bakhtiari was out of both of them. Really? He got hurt in the first game and then uh, was out in the, in the championship game. And we just, we got destroyed, man. With the prospects of losing Lindsley this off season, this may be the year that you go get that first round uh, offensive tackle. Yeah. And uh, the draft is loaded. The top tackles are amazing. Like this offensive line class is really fucking good guys. Like really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you, you mentioned a guy like Mayfield, he's immediately a swing tackle and yeah. he's freaking 20 years old. Yep. Yeah. You know that that's, that's like Kenny was Remember Kenny, Kenny Clark came in the league. He was 19. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, yeah he what was is, really what young is he? too. He's 24 right now. I mean, so, I just, I just don't want to wait four hours for Green Bay to draft a lineman. That's the only reason <laughs> I want. Them. I'm like, I'll go to bed at like 
nine o'clock in the evening after yeah. all the good players if that's going to happen. But watching how Tampa did us, man, it's obviously yeah, we need absolutely. somebody. So, so, but there's we have a, a bunch of holes that at twenty nine we can get a stud regardless of position. Yeah, that's what I was saying in the chat, guys. One thing I've noticed, no matter which way we go, we should get a damn good player. And I wouldn't trade back, honestly. I would I would want to get one of those guys and get them under that five-year contract. I don't want to trade back. Like, I just think there's so much talent that you just got to get one of the best guys at one of those needs, lock them up, and just keep it moving. We have enough picks. You know, trading back really doesn't help us. And at 29, trading back, the only the thing you're losing is that fifth-year option. Yeah, you know, if, I think that's valuable, especially that's with, the biggest you know? disadvantage of it. I agree. That's 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 really the disadvantage. You know, so you're but, not I, the only way I can see them trading down is if they get early second round picks or something like that that they like, can still get right at the top of the yes. second. That make that could make some sense. I just piling in just more picks. I mean, you still got to pay these rookie contracts. You know, yep. regardless, the more <laughs> players you got, the more you got to pay. Actually, it's that's a, the one thing though, Dexter. That. I didn't think of until you just said it. You have to pay these rookies. That may be a reason for them to trade out of the first because of their salary cap situation. The diff- I don't know what, what the number is, the difference between the 29th pick and the 33rd pick. That first round money might be a reason why you trade down. It's G money, Brett. That's really the biggest difference in, in terms of the salary cap. You When you're a first round pick, you get more G money and second round picks do not. Second round picks don't get G money. It, it has flexibility that if you do have to cut a player, it's you don't have to ever worry about that. That's really the big advantage. Though so the thing you got to keep in mind, though, and Dexter uh, reminded me of this in the chat, is that you also have to keep an eye on the rookie salary cap. Yep. And with the way that a rookie salary cap works is, is that you could actually cost more on your cap. It's not a lot, but if you if you gather too many second and third round picks, it really doesn't do you any good. Doesn't, man. And that's why because we already have a lot of picks, right? So yep. how many picks do we need? Uh, let's be real, like. I, I, I just don't know. We already got two fours. We got two but, fifth. Like, we, how many more picks do we really you, need? You could trade down into the early part of the second round and get a pick in next year's draft. Right. That's a, that's what you would do. That's what yeah. you would do. So you can still yeah. still get more picks. This year, we agree, we have 10 picks with the yeah. three, with fourth, fifth, and sixth compensatory picks that we're supposed to get. Yep. That's another option because that's a way to manipulate the salary cap because we got the, the rookie salary cap. Yep. That's and what then, Belichick did. That's what Belichick's then, been doing for years. And then yep. next year, you have that extra pick. That's not going all in. Well, it, it's it's not. That also frees up money for free agency, though. I don't know how much. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know the difference between, like I said, the 29th and the 33rd pick. I don't know what the difference in money is. But if it means you get the same amount of players, you get the same talent that you wanted at 29, but then you get to go, uh, save that money and use that on J.J. Watt, James White, Fuller, something like that. We'll see. I'm excited, which is crazy. I'm I'm actually excited we're talking about the draft already. I mean, you guys got any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? We got to be under the salary. We got to get another 10, 10 million or so shed before the middle of next month. Any final thoughts on what the Packers are trying to do to get under the salary cap before for that March deadline? I'm actually surprised and, and maybe uh, with this first round of cuts, he didn't make it quite yet, but you know, if they cut Preston Smith, that clears up another 8 or $9 million. I mean, then that almost puts them at the cap. So I, I got to think that maybe, maybe the Packers want to see what they can do without cutting him and maybe restructure him, but I guess that new defensive coordinator have to watch some film and watch Rashawn Gary's little motor going i shouldn't say little motor he was i don't know why you keep a guy on your salary cap like that when his 
when his guy that's behind him outplayed him all year. So I'll be interested to see what they do for the rest of the cuts and, and uh, hopefully they go after and get a player or two that can help us this year, coming season. I will say this. Preston's only 29. If we do cut him, edge is another need for us then. Because then we yep. got two. We have two edges. That's it. I mean, Jonathan Garvin, he, he showed something. Then edge is a need again. Yeah, they, they would have they would have to think about taking an edge. They've been meeting with a couple guys already at that position. I'm just saying he is young. He did have a down year. They may look at him being able to be revitalized under Joe Barry's tutelage again because he's he's coached them before. I mean, it sounds good because it is eight million dollars. Maybe maybe they can restructure it. The guy's still in his prime. But if we cut him, edge is a need for us again. So that's something you got to think about. I think with restructuring Preston, I believe it was um, four million in cap relief versus eight million in cap relief. So you still get some relief. I, I still think there's more cuts to be made. Lowry, sorry, Zach, Funches, Roberts, man, Turner. Billy, how how do you cut Billy Turner when you just cut Wagner? Then office of tackle yeah. is like the because, biggest hole on the roster. Because um, we still have the three rookies that we have last year. And we can still bring someone in at a lesser, lesser cap uh, number than Turner and still draft somebody. So there's still moves you can do in order to get to that cap these are moves you got to do i don't know man i don't think they're um, billy turner what is it uh extend adams which we already talked about that's going to provide some cap relief and job security for adams and then restructure rogers z and amos that'll put us around i believe 20 million under the cap they can make if it's at 180 they can they can yep. they have about 10 million to work with right there because of the rookie, the rookie cap, they'll have about $10 million to work with. That doesn't mean they can't sign three or four free agents with that $10 Because you backload it, you do that signing bonus to make it work. That's why I'm saying, Turner, because you got other free agents that mean a lot more. I actually, I agree with Brett on that. And, and here's why. Here's why. And I, what I was going to mention here is that I think who they cut is going to kind of, for me, I'm going to read the tea leaves and do it. If we cut Billy Turner, and I kind of think... Brett's right. I think we ought to really consider it. It kind of means to me that in the top two rounds, we're taking an offensive tackle. Yeah, they might. They might double up on it. They might double because Goody's done that. What in the last few? He he'll he'll triple up on positions. He'll he'll be like, all right, that's a huge need. Give me three of those in this draft. Give me three. Well, but what Brett said though is that you know he he got the big tackle last year uh, that was injured, and he was starting to get healthy toward the end of the year, and they just left him on the IR and he'll be coming in. So you have him coming in. But then you also might have a first or second round tackle that you might be taking. Like you said, Dex, you might get another one. But the other position group I'm really paying attention to are which wide receivers do they decide to cut? Are they going to cut Fletches? Are they going to cut EQ? Are they going to cut some of these other guys? Uh, because if they don't, if they keep Fletches, they're not drafting a wide receiver high. Yeah. We can almost we can almost be sure they're not going to dra- uh, uh, draft a wide receiver high. And they can rationalize and say it's a deep wide receiver class. We can get Daz Newsome or Tutu Atwell in round three, four, or five. They they might be able to justify that. That's kind of what I'm paying attention to. That if they if they lose if they get rid of EQ. They get rid of, you know, they get rid of uh, uh, Futchess, maybe one of the other guys who just keep MVS, Tay, and, and somebody else, or, and Lazard. That tells me they're going to have to take a wide receiver high. They might take, you know, one of Brett's guys, maybe like Rondell Moore in round two, or, you know, something like that. So that's kind of what I'm paying attention to in, in terms of the final cuts of what they do. But I, I agree with Brett, though. I, I think Billy Turner might have to go. And I don't want yeah. him to go. We'll see. Have. We'll see. Because then, then what, what's going to happen to the Billy Turner fan club, Brett? <laughs> I'll uh, make it somebody else. I'll make it the Craig Newsome uh, uh, fan club. 
No, Robert, I think you make some excellent point. This next month is going to tell us a lot about the direction the Packers are going to go. I will say wide receiver after next year, nobody's under contract. That is a huge, huge problem. I mean, I'm all for it. I think you go Tay, Lazard, MVS, and then bring in some new blood. Yep. Because I thought MVS, I, I was really proud of that kid last year, to be honest with you. You know, a lot of people beat up on him. I thought he had a hell of a year, and I think he's going to be even better next year. Let's let's bring in a stud. Let's bring in a Diami Brown. Let's bring in, you know, some Elijah Moore. Let's bring in somebody you know, that can come in and, and actually be a two. Yep. Yeah. And the thing that I, that I want for a receiver that we would bring in to, in the draft is someone like Jefferson, that slot receiver that got away from us, that went to the, to the Vikings. Yeah. I, I want something like that. that. That's why Tooney, that's that. In words of Zach, I'm getting a chubby. If we would draft <laughs> Tooney. My, what? My, my, my pants are getting tight. Is that what my you said? My pants are getting tight. I would love a guy like Tooney. I mentioned it last time. Watching his highlight film is football porn. You know, the good that, news is, guys, the good news is that this year is loaded with slot wide receivers. It is. It really is. Oh it really God. is. I told y'all last year, I said, man, I know people didn't want to hear it, but I was like, I like this year better. It's just yeah. as deep, yeah. if not deeper. Absolutely. Uh, There's not a we lot can of get them in the second, the third, the fourth. Brett, we were talking about Anthony Schwartz. That dude, we, we probably get him in the fourth, the fifth round. I'm, I'm liking Jalen Darden too. Darden, oh Kate Johnson. God. There's so many of them. Like, it's just kind of crazy. Tutu Otwell. Yeah, Tutu. The Clemson wide receiver as well. Uh, Mari Rogers. Yeah, Mari Rogers. Like, there's so many of them that I can see. Yeah. Literally, Dwayne Eskridge. There's so many of these guys where I'm like, we literally can we can find. And we're going to need, like, at least two of these guys. Goody knows how to manage a roster. He knows how to manage a roster. And he used the new rules that they had this year because of COVID, perfectly. And none of it costs us any draft picks. So, true. you know, I'm, I'm super excited. These next few weeks, we'll be telling, guys. If we do cut Billy Turner, obviously, offensive tackle skyrockets to the top of the list. Cornerback is already up there. So it's going to be like, all right, it's either a tackle or a corner because we, we just can't go like that. D-line is definitely going to still be an issue. If they cut Preston Smith, edge is an issue. So the Packers, man, they got their work cut out for them. What is it? A guy we didn't talk about getting cut? Josh Jackson. Yeah, like, he's done. Rep- There's reports that said that that Packers will be cutting him. So we'll probably be seeing that pretty soon. Yeah. Maybe. So I, I didn't even think about that when I was going through my cut things. Um, I couldn't remember who it was until you, you kept talking about corner, corner. I'm like, that is a need. Losing so, King and free agency. I mean, think like- about I, and and we talked about this, like what the hell happened to Josh Jackson? Because like. What did he do? First of all, to get in the doghouse like this, because there was a point during the year where we were watching him play and we're like, wow, he could be a number two cornerback. And then he just disappeared. Didn't play, wasn't suiting up. The guy's under a rookie deal and you're just going to get rid of him at a position of need. There's something to that story that we have not heard yet. I'm really curious what happened to Josh Jackson. Yeah, we talked about it when King went down and Jackson was starting. We're like, King's gone. Jackson's playing really well. You know, he's not Jair, but he wasn't a liability either. And all of a sudden, gone. It is. I'm really curious as to what happened there. 
Yeah, I, I was. It was funny. I was joking with uh, one of our followers on Twitter, the at Packer Backer Pod Twitter, and I was like, he must have slept with a coach's wife or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is, I just don't get it, man. Like, it's like it just literally went from like promising cornerback getting a shot to like bomb. What is going on here? And if Jerry Gray can't get him right, nobody can. Yeah, it must have been off the field. There must have been something that we didn't know about. Yeah, I just I'm I don't I don't know. It's just really weird, guys. He's probably the reason that uh Rogers and Danica broke up. He was uh having uh relations <laughs> with Danica. Yeah. Oh. Well, fellas, it's as usual, man. It's always a blast talking about the pack with you guys. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens over these next few weeks, and we'll check back in with the peeps and, and let them know what we think and, and where we're gonna be going into the draft. I think we're gonna get some clarity over these next few weeks. Our needs will definitely surface and and we can start to lock in a little bit on more players that we like so hey one last thing quick before we uh hang up here uh for our listeners there are some exciting things coming down our way we're looking to build out a website get all of our content in one spot so look for that coming uh, in the next month or so hopefully just want to get that plug out there yes sir yes sir we're taking it to the next level we definitely want to be set and, and locked and loaded by the draft time man so i'm really excited about about the future of the podcast and where we're going to go. Shout out to our over 100 people in the Facebook group too, man. We got over 100. We have 104 people in the group right now. So really, really excited about that. Just the comments, the interactions, the engagement. It's just fucking fun. So thank you to everybody out there supporting the movement. Yes, it's been great. All right, fellas, let me get a Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Peace.